Welcome to the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, a podcast created to inform patients, families, and caregivers about important health transformation topics. Since the 2001 Crossing the Quality Chasm Report by the Institute of Medicine, our nation's healthcare system has recognized its need to improve quality of care by way of six important aims that make healthcare safe, efficient, effective, patient-centered, timely, and equitable. But we cannot hope to cross this chasm and achieve these aims until we make fundamental changes to the whole healthcare system. All levels of this work require dramatic improvements from the patient's experience. So this podcast is dedicated to you, the voices most underutilized resource in healthcare, our patients' voices. Welcome, and we hope you enjoy the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Natasha Washington, president and founder of ATW Health Solutions and sponsor for the Patient Partner Innovation Community. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining and tuning in to Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. I am your host, Desiree Collins-Bradley, and I am very excited to have our guest with us, Roger LaCoy. Welcome, Roger. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, you know, Roger, you and I have had many conversations, and I was so grateful to make the connection at CMS and get to know you and know your story, but our listeners don't know you. So why don't you take a minute, introduce yourself, and share a little bit about your inspiring story to our listeners. Sure thing. So my name is Roger LaCroix, um, 57, um, born in Massachusetts, uh, raised there. Uh, when I was uh, about 28 years ago, I tested positive for HIV. Um, it, was a, it was a really scary day. Uh, about six months later, I got tested again and they did my viral load and I had, it had gone down and I was now AIDS. It was a really scary time back then. Um, you know, I had a lot of people that were dying around me and and my partner that I had contracted it off of actually passed away about a year and a half after this all happened. Um, the road has been, it's been shaky. It was, you know, those first few years, it was crazy for everybody. Uh, AIDS was new around, you know, they didn't know much about it. And, you know, they tried their best to, you know, treat everybody the best they could. and you know, the meds just weren't there at that time. Uh, and it, it was the first, you know, the first five years or so was pretty sure, but it was, it's something that, you know, I, I made it through it. Uh, yeah. almost died, died several times almost, you know, I had uh, pneumonia several times. Mm -hmm. I had the, the wasting disease several times. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, so I had a lot of experiences with doctors and providers and mm -hmm. people, you know, and, and back then it was just a scary time for everybody. And, yeah. you know, people didn't know and they were afraid, just like they are now with this coronavirus. Oh, you know, yeah. It's just so scary. And, and, you know, people turned away from me and walked away and doctors didn't want to touch me and come near me. And, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's about, you know, I, I said then that I wasn't going to let it take me. And mm -hmm. I fought it with everything I had. And, mm -hmm. you know, we 
here I am, 28 years later. You know, I'm still here. I'm doing much better than I was back then. You know, I mean, uh, I've I've learned so much along the way. You know, the the journey has been somewhat enlightening to me. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it wasn't all bad. You know, I I met my 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 now husband mm-hmm. 25 years, 26 years ago. Oh. You know, after being positive mm-hmm. and finding somebody who was negative that wanted to be with me was a magical thing. You oh. know. And, so here yeah. we are, you know, it's, we just celebrated our 26th anniversary uh, two weeks ago. Oh, well, you know, I, I tell you what, it is something I can totally understand. You know, it, it's like being a black woman in the country, you know, I've been treated in different ways. So I can totally relate about people, you know, staring, not quite knowing how to receive you. And I know it's not the same thing, but I can kind of sympathize with what you have, have gone through. So, you know, Roger, I, I thought one of the points of your story that really struck me, um, I, and I, we've had so many conversations, I think we were sitting across at breakfast and you were telling me about how you were so unactivated in your care and then you kind of moved to a new place and really got activated into your care. So could you kind of tell our listeners about that first part, how you were just like, I would say unengaged and then moving to a new area, new practice, new, I, I would guess, new set of people kind of reactivated you and got you kind of in charge of your health. Could you kind of share a little bit about that? Because I know there's some people that's listening that are in that same situation. They're yeah, unactivated yeah. and really not really a part of their care process. Well, you know, the, the the first thing that the doctor told me when I got my diagnosis is he said, you have two years together, two years to live, get your shit together. And he did oh. this over the phone. Oh, I've never, wow. Never seen the guy, yeah. And it was crazy. So, you know, I was depressed for a little while and I felt like there's nothing I can do. You know, I'm going from one doctor to another who didn't really want to, you know, be associated with me in the first place. But they're just, they're, they were doing medicine from afar, you know, and they were just doing what they were taught. Uh, no, they didn't want any interaction from me. And, you know, I wasn't willing to do it back then. I was like, well, you know, this is what it is. It's going to be what it is. And then I just, something hit me and I said, I want to live. Yeah. To, to do that, I need to get active in my, my health care and mm-hmm. make the decisions, not by, no, not with his, you know, not his decisions. We have to make decisions together. And at mm-hmm. first it was a little difficult because doctors don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> yeah. Or, or questioned at all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at first you find, you know, it was hard at first to find doctors. But then I found this one doctor who said, I said, you know, I want to do this and let's do this together. And he was like, okay, let's do this together. And mm-hmm. it was still new back then. So it's like, we're both learning together. Yeah. So we decided to make a, you know, a joint venture into my health mm-hmm. and it worked and it worked wonderfully for, for many years. And, and then, uh, unfortunately I moved to a state where the healthcare just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, opportunities to do that same thing. were not there because these, these physicians and practices were not up to speed. They were not, mm-hmm. You know, educated on 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 HIV and AIDS and the, mm-hmm. all the symptoms that come along, 
So yeah. I did, you know, for a few years, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to have to battle this myself and go day by day. I yeah. did that for several years. And then I, I moved here to Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I, I hooked up with an agency here called Primary Healthcare um, in downtown Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I met a bunch of people that were just amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they were like, let's, let's do this together. You know, they, they knew I was, I was informed. I, 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 I had the experience. And so I met a great doctor, Dr. Uh, I have Dr. Becky Johnson now, who's the second one. Uh, mm-hmm. David Jordan was my first one. And he was just amazing. He was like, I, I said, you know, let's, can we do this together? You know, we, we, we got the knowledge together. And he was like, yes, we can work this. This is going to be a partnership. And with primary healthcare, they were, it was, it's a, a federally qualified community health center. And mm-hmm. they had everything under one roof, which is amazing. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely. So absolutely. I was able, I was able to nurture this relationship, not only with the doctor, but with the staff and the nurses. And it's just, you know, I go to the doctors. It's like going to my, my friend's house, you know, <laughs> to, you know, to have, have some talks. So it, it's, no, I learned that I can't do this together. And if we can join in partnership with our doctors, That's there's right. nothing you can't do. It's it, it has a lot to do with trust. Yes. You know, you have to trust. And that's hard to do for a lot of people is to trust somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I take that, I take that step and I trust. And we've been working together ever since. I've been virally suppressed for over 15 years. Oh, wow. Uh, that is I'm doing awful. so much better. I, you know, I mean, there's problems that happen here and there along the way, and those are stuff mm-hmm. I deal with. Yeah. But I have a great working relationship, and that's something that, that I chose to do. You know, I, I, right. I wanted that connection so that me and him, and or now me and Becky, can talk to one another. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a conference. It's, it's like talking to a friend. You know, I can tell. Becky, things that I wouldn't normally tell a doctor. Yeah. Because I have a friendship with her and she doesn't judge me. And And that's a big one. And that's a big one. That is a big one. And I think, you know, it it speaks volumes to the openness and welcomeness of the practice. Because you, from the, from it sounds like from the minute you hit the doors, they had such a welcoming environment. And that is important from the front staff at the desk all the way to the physician in the office room. You know, the environment and culture of primary health care sounds like, you know, they put a lot of effort into making sure that patients feel welcome and heard and open enough. Like you said, you can go in your doctor's appointment and share things that you otherwise wouldn't have shared with your doctor. So that is, uh, that is amazing. So, you know, I heard about pitch and I was blown away and I was like, okay, Roger has got to tell the world what pitch is so that they can have pitches in their own community. Yeah. So please explain to our listeners exactly what does pitch stand for, what pitch is, and what does the program look like? So pitch is, it started before I got here and was up mm-hmm. and running, and it's an amazing organization. Pitch is, is it, it's called uh, pitch, which is positive ions taking charge. Uh, it started in 2006, uh, part of the uh, Central Iowa AIDS Coalition. 
I think mm-hmm. it was. And um, it is a, a group of individuals who are all HIV positive mm-hmm. who come together and they put together this um, this social wellness retreat. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. for people. It's for people who are, are positive and, mm-hmm. and and their partner or, or a significant other. Mm-hmm. What we, do is we come together uh, this one weekend a year, and we just have an educational, you know, some educational uh, sessions. We have some team building. We have some one-on-one time. And it's you know, it's in a, it's at uh, a camp. It's uh, it's like a, it's like a big lodge. So mm-hmm. we get thirty people together in this one big lodge, and we're all there for one thing. We're all HIV positive. Nobody judges one another. We're mm-hmm. able to talk and converse with one another without having to look over our shoulders. Yeah, it's just a great time. It's all about enjoyment, connecting with other people who are going through the same thing. You and- learn from each other. Mm-hmm. You get, you take knowledge, you take wisdom. It's just an amazing opportunity. And and pitch has been around, like I said, and it was started years ago. Mm-hmm. Like some wonderful people. Uh, we still have the two co no, the one co founder is left. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we unfortunately lost uh, Lloyd this past year, and he was an amazing guy and he lived his life the way he wanted to. And he was just an awesome guy. So, mm-hmm. what we, of course, you know, COVID hit us. Uh, yeah. So, we had to adjust, you know, we were, we were doing meet and greets in person. We go out to certain areas of the state, mm-hmm. you know, open up our, a, a space, a safe space for people to come mm-hmm. and just meet other people who are HIV positive and learn that, you know, we can have a good time together and mm-hmm. not have to worry about nothing. You know, it's all free, uh, which was mainly uh, run by donations for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently got funding through the Department of Public Health, uh, a very small grant, which we, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, $20,000, but it, it does great work. So with COVID, we had to rethink everything. Mm-hmm. We couldn't go out and do our in-persons anymore. Yeah. So we have uh, we have some smart people on our group, and we come up with doing virtual meet and greets. And it's been it's been a little different for us because none of us are professionals at all. We're all just you know people that work here, work there on jobs, and people that are you know mm-hmm. are just people. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so we do our, our virtual meet and greets um, every month now. We have certain uh, educational uh, programs. We do uh, once in a while. We'll do a bingo. Uh, we had a budgeting person come in this past Thursday and did a whole uh, whole hour's worth of how to budget your money. That's good. And it was amazing. The people were like, I can't believe I didn't think of this before. That so is, that's really, it, really good. And it is. And again, it's we're just all volunteers doing this because this mm-hmm. is something we love and we know how you know, it makes people feel and we know how it enlightens people. It it lets people be themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just an amazing, amazing program. Um, yeah. it's just the, the thing I think that's so beautiful about the program is, number one, that you guys are able to connect 
with one another, you know, with different, you know, your commonalities, you know, that you guys are HIV positive. And so it's almost like, you know, there's this little population within population. Like for me, everybody knows that I'm a special needs mom, right? And And that life can be very isolating, as I can understand being HIV positive could be isolating as well. And it feels good to have a safe space to just connect with people that get it, that understand the little day-to-day challenges that you may have in a place where you can share and not feel that judgment. So I really, really love, and I like the fact that even though COVID-19 hit, a lot of work that has been done has kind of been put on the shelf. But you guys are like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, I'm not going to let COVID-19 sit us down. We're going to keep going. And, you know, I think that right there shows the passion behind the organization. So I really, really love that. And so those that are listening, I hope that if they're working on whatever, they may not have a pitch in their community, but whatever they are working on, whether it's their advisory councils and their community centers, to just don't let COVID-19 stop you. Just kind of take a step back think outside the box and keep pushing forward. So I really appreciate you guys. Oh, amen. Thank you. And, 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 and anybody that's uh, wants to check us out, our, our, um, our website is pitchiowa.com. Perfect. And uh, you uh, anybody's welcome to check us out and leave a message or say hi or ask questions. And, you know, we're all, we're all willing to share our, our secret with you. Yeah, I know. And because you're you are the president, um, if I'm correct, right, Roger? Yes, I am currently the president. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you guys like they said, pitchiowa.com. Make sure you check them out. And the other piece of this, you know, I want to kind of talk about the peer-to-peer mentorship. So, which I think you guys are doing with pitching. I know that you're doing this in your own community there in Iowa, which FYI, I visited Iowa. Iowa is one of the most beautiful places and friendly places. When they told me I had, I was going to Iowa to do a presentation, I didn't know what to expect about Des Moines because I had didn't really hear that much about it. Right. When I tell you, I fell in love with Des Moines. Des Moines is such a welcoming community, so I just had to throw that out there. You know, when I retire, I'm retiring in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> you good, girl. We just we just bought a house out here, so yeah, we're staying forever. <laughs> I it love is amazing. It, it I is. Love it. I were, uh, and and that's what it actually drew me here. We had come up and visited friends here, and we just seen the 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 openness of people to yeah. just make friends. Yeah. With no, you know, nothing in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's just great. But uh, yeah. yeah, and 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 the peer to peer, you know, mm-hmm. a pitch, a big part of pitch is peer to peer. You know, we we talk to each other, we learn from each other, we can ask each other questions. We've all been through the same, you know, thing here and there, mm-hmm. and it, uh, you know, it's and I and I I honestly, you know, for some time I had a little problem with people that were book smart, you know, they were just so book smart, but yeah. and if you're, if you're not sitting in my shoes, you don't really know what I'm going through. That's right. And a lot of people can get angry at other people because of that. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's not on purpose. It's just, you know, you want people to understand you. Yeah, that's so right. That's where peer education comes in and peer educators come in. 
Yeah. We've been through it. We've got the experience. We've got, you know, we're still, I mean, we, we learn still every day, new things. You know, this is part of what we do. We stay on top of things and try to stay ahead of things, but we know how we can talk to these people. We know how to connect to people. We know what they're going through and people are just like, yeah, at least I'm talking to somebody that can relate to me. Yeah, that's and right. Such a relief. It's such a relief. I'm telling you, Desiree. Yeah. So we're doing, you know, we're doing at Primary Healthcare. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, I sit on many boards up here. Yes, I know. <laughs> so what we do, what we're trying to do is we want to get more peer-to-peer -peer educators. Mm -hmm. I've been working with the Department of Public Health on it. Um, it's 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 not as easy as as I thought it would be to get peer educators up and running. Yeah, um, there's some legalities, but you know, um, like I say, I'm a volunteer. I volunteer my time. I mm -hmm. volunteer my experience with anybody, HIV or not, because yeah. I find that there's a lot of people that would rather ask me questions about HIV than ask a doctor or a nurse. Mm -hmm. So it's it's it works that way. But so peer education, I think, is very important for everybody. You mm -hmm. know, I have experience. I don't need it. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to take it anywhere with me. I want to share it with everybody. That's right. I want to be able to walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, I know what you're feeling. Let's talk about it." Yeah. And I've had that happen, and I've sat down with people and cried and cried, and I've made great friends, great mm -hmm. long-lasting friendships. Yeah. Peer education is the way to go. And, and it is. It I is. agree. It is. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, I think, you know, a lot of times, and this is just something that I was trying to do in my own home organization, uh, which eventually we finally got it done. We, I was doing uh, parent rounds in the hospital. You know, a lot of times there's this white coat syndrome, right? So, yeah. and I'm sure our listeners have heard about it, what parent patients when the physician comes in and whatever you're discussing, it's almost like you you just get a blank and you don't remember those questions or you you get stunned by, you know, the physician or whatever, you feel intimidated. Whereas right. with the, the peer to peer educators, navigators are the bridge oftentimes between the physician staff and the patient. Like you said, you can feel comfortable. I can't remember how many times I would go into a patient room and, and talk with them and just ask them basic questions. And I know they were just rounded on. I know because I see the team moving along with their wild. And those yeah. parents were still like, and I said, did you understand everything? You know, what? and they had just a ton of questions. And I was able to kind of capture their questions and also, you know, maybe get some answers that I could, you know, get some resolution for them or pass it on to those who could. And also, it kind of helped the staff out as well. So they're not repeating themselves over and over. So it was a win-win for everybody. So I hope that Definitely. as we're moving forward, and I know COVID has put a damper on a lot of things, and hopefully once we can get back to some normalcy and, and figure out a way to do it virtually, possibly, I'm still kind of thinking about that, but I think you know, peer-to-peer -peer mentorship is the way to go. So before I let you go, Roger, I want you to give our listeners a stitch of advice, okay? What advice would you give them if they're unactivated, unmotivated, I would say uninterested in their healthcare journey, whatever their process, 
whether they're HIV positive, diabetic, hypertension, whatever the process is, what advice would you get them to be activated? I would say, you know your body. You know your body. And that's mm -hmm. the, that's it. you know your body. The doctor can't look at you and say, I can see what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You need to communicate how you're feeling and mm -hmm. being open with your, your doctor, your physician, whoever. It's, if you want to get better and you want to do it, get activated, talk to your doctors, get involved, read an article, do anything. Just, you know, it gives you self, self-worth. I'm taking care of myself. That's right. I'm, I'm doing this to better myself. That's right. Not for anybody else. Do it for yourself. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, it's, you know, it's putting you first. They say, you know, that old saying, and I remember my grandmother used to say this to us all the time. She would always tell us, if you don't love you first, no one else will love you the way you want. So love Amen. yourself. Exactly. So love yourself, yeah. get activated, put yourself first. Well, Roger, I so it's always a pleasure talking to you. I know we could talk for hours and hours, and hopefully when COVID-19 is all gone, we'll be you able to it. see each other in person again. You, you know it. It's going to happen. You know it. <laughs> well, yes. Thank well, thank you. you. You're welcome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. We can't get away without thanking our partner and sponsor in this work. Dr. Natasha Washington at ATW Health Solutions. And as always, guys, be engaged. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com.